Hey! Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Hello, my name is Joni. Hello, my name is Joni. So, people have probably been waiting for this one. <laughs> and since I didn't even have an episode last, I always say last week, it's not really a week, but. It's been like a month. Well, yeah, because I missed <laughs> one that automatically makes it that long. I'm sorry. So the last one was, hey, I'm going on this trip. We're going on this trip. Mm-hmm. We're going to a family reunion. And then all the, like, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, and for some reason you're just listening to this one, because I'm sure all your people will be listening to this one. They want to know if you mention them. <laughs> That's what it's all about. So, yeah, if you really care, you need the backstory from the previous the episode. Yeah. But there's two ways that we could go about it, I feel like. If it was a TV show, we wouldn't get to the meat that everyone wants to know about. We would leave that to the end. Okay. Because you wouldn't want to just put it out there now. People would be like, oh, that's what happened. Okay, cool. And then they would shut the podcast off and <laughs> go on about their day. But if you want to get right to it, I'll let you choose. <clears throat> well, let's leave it for the end. I like that. Can you speak up, please? Yes, sir. I will talk louder. I would like to start then. With calling people out. Oh my gosh. That's not leaving the meat <laughs> until the end. Well, yeah, because there's the one single, like, meat entree. <laughs> These might be, like, side meats. Okay, fine. Go for it. When I go eat, one meat isn't enough. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I'm I've seen gonna... you eat 10 to 17 trays of meat <laughs> in one setting. <laughs> Sitting. It was a setting. <laughs> no. This is this comes back to that little <laughs> classroom, you know? It's only fair to call out the good people and the bad people. <clears throat> yes. So it's not just let's talk shit. It's also let's give praise. Because some people absolutely deserve it. They do. It was, there were positive and negatives. I kind of wish that there was just negatives and negatives. Because I feel like that would make, it would make it easier. Mm -hmm. That would have made the day worse, though. I think that my expectations had gotten so wild. (laughs) that I wanted the worst possible things to happen because I feel like that would have made a better story. And then you could have made a TV show out of it (laughs) or a better experience, right? Like, and 
in the biggest picture. Well, in the biggest picture, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. None of it matters. But in the bigger picture, but not quite the biggest. Okay. It's probably for the best that there were good and bad interactions. But yes. for me personally, I just wish it would have been like a super offensive, horrific shit show. What is wrong with you? It would have made the day horrible for me. Like Dale wants to hear <laughs> the worst like, of the worst. Oh my god, like how crazy is that? Sorry, Dale. Like they performed Not a, everyone in my family is horrible. They performed an exorcism on you? <laughs> they did not. You're going to have to help me with the names. I wanted to do this like immediately when we got back when it was still fresh, but it's been 2 weeks now, 3 weeks. I it feels like it's been months. You think it's Tuesday, it's 3 weeks. Let's start with we're just going to go down like one by one. Are you really going to name all of my family members? They're going to listen to this. I know. And they're going to get their praise. Okay. Go for it. I'm so... I said we're going to talk shit and give praise. Okay. So why would I give praise to someone and not put their name out there? Then it's just useless floating around in the atmosphere (laughs) praise that no one knows if it's really about them or not. It's not not actual recognition, right? Right. (laughs) Okay. Let's start with your parents. Okay. I'm so proud of them for standing up for me, standing up for you. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be super dramatic, like the first time ever. Cause I feel like we've slowly been making good positive progress Mm -hmm. but I feel like this is the first moment where to an outside source Mm -hmm. they kind of stuck up for me yeah and they stuck up for you Mm -hmm. which is something that you'd also kind of been I mean it's been years now since you've been feeling really negative because mm-hmm. I would say, like, when would you say you really felt like the turnaround starting with when your parents? When we started the renovation on the garage. So what was that, like two years ago? It was in November. This year was just one year. So it was like a year and a half ago. Okay. So maybe now, a year and a half later, that initial starting for you, I'm now getting a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Where maybe the way that the relationship that you have with them now gives hope that, like, oh, hey, like, they could have easily just been like, well, the Mennonite thing would be, we're going to stay out of it. Yes. We're not going to get involved. But. 
Well, okay, we got to keep the, we got to keep the people. This is going to get way too confusing. (laughs) These are people that your parents grew up with. Yes. And also people that are part of your parents' family. Yes. That were telling... Not just me, it was what, me and two or three other people that they weren't invited. They weren't welcome to come. Yes. But I was the only one of those that actually showed up. Or no. Kelsey did show up after we left, I guess. I didn't know that until later. But so, Danny said that he, him and his girlfriend came for like an hour or something. What time did we end up leaving? We Wasn't left like... at like 6 or 6.30. Okay. So I guess they showed up like after dinner for a little bit. Well, I know that in previous episodes that we've done together... Like, I'm sure I've said things that your parents, if they listened to it, were like, oh, like, that's not great. (laughs) But a lot of that has changed. And also, you know, I feel like they saw the, the way that somebody else was treating us. You know, they wouldn't use these words, but they probably saw that and they were like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, why would he not be allowed to come? Like, that seems dumb. Mm-hmm. And I think that them kind of seeing it from a different perspective just was kind of like, oh. Yeah. Like, we were kind of doing that. But also, like, this is where it's going to get tricky. Like... <laughs> Because I remember your dad made the comment. Why are you <laughs> laughing so much? Because I don't know if this is things that he would, you know? Want out there? Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Well, I don't know what your comment is. It wasn't my comment. Well, I don't know what He said that he say. was getting grief from the more serious Mennonites Mm -hmm. about things he was allowing himself to participate in or enjoy. And that they were just mad because they wanted to be doing it too. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Do you remember when he said that? I do say, do you remember him saying that? I think that that's just kind of trickled down to where at first maybe it was just applying the stuff to themselves. And now it's something that's they've like fully incorporated it into not just how they feel about themselves, but also how they feel about other people. Yeah, I agree with that. But they didn't have to argue with their family members and the people that they grew up with that I should be allowed and that it's, it's fine. And that they need to like deal with it. 
So they need that. Yeah. They need the, they deserve that praise because there were, they, how many people would you say were there total? 75, 75. Do you think? I don't know. 50, 70. It was more than 50. I would say (laughs) it was very nice for me to feel like they were even trying to like stand up for me or yeah but it was it was beyond trying like maybe they weren't super aggressive about it yeah but they did it they did it right yeah and i just thought you know they would never do that you always talk about the mennonite people as doing anything they can to avoid confrontation Yes. So for your parents to go and be super aggressive would be unheard of. Mm-hmm. But I think that what they did was, like, to people that don't get that way, it, it must have still, still sent, like, a very strong yeah. message. I'm thankful for them for doing it. I am, too, especially because I know that they've, they know... Like, my parents know that them doing that makes a lot of those people look at them badly. Like, so they were willing to have other people look at them like they're bad people, you know, for standing up for us. And I think that's... Imagine the being accepting of your children and their choices and their happiness would make other people think poorly of you. Oh, I can imagine it. <laughs> well, for everyone it's else messed out messed up. There, That's we, something that should be praised, not looked at that way. Lisa, your mom's sister. Yes. Has always been cool. And yes. I feel like she's gotten... You know, in the previous episodes, I've always kind of put her out there as like, thank you. Mm-hmm. But it's not right to leave her out just because I've previously already said something good mm-hmm. about her. It doesn't continuously apply. If you keep doing cool things and being a cool person, you should continue to hear that about yourself. Right. You can't just say it once and expect it to last and she Forever. called me before we left just to reassure me and you that we're welcome there and to not worry about it and like all the things. How, I mean, I, I was there, but I'm curious what you would say if you had to rate your anxiety or nervousness the day of like on the way there like during the drive one to ten well you can use whatever scale you would like but you'll have to explain i like my one to ten scale somebody dale already uses the one to ten scale well i'm never on a podcast with dale so he can just suck it okay Go ahead. One to ten on the way down there. It was like a nine or a ten. 
I had moments where it was a 10 where I was like, I'm going to die, like actually die. It's so bad. But then it would like be better for a little bit. Maybe it would go down to like an eight, but it was pretty high. How did you feel in the parking lot out of the car walking in? That was a 10. Yeah. <laughs> I had like a full body shake. <laughs> as soon as we went in, the first person that was immediately in front of you was your grandma. Yeah. So did that help? It did. Okay. And she was so nice and like welcoming and so was, how many, how many I was like, I feel kind of sick. And she's like, here, I'll give you a pill. <laughs> it's such a grandma thing to do. Like take this, this will make you feel better. <laughs> so how many points did that knock off? Did that immediately like settle yeah, you down? It okay. did a little bit because she's she was one of the most important people there. I mean, it was about my grandpa and grandma. So yeah, it made me feel a lot better. I remember meeting her and then everything else just blurs together. There's specific moments that stand out. But I remember that initial so this gathering took place in like a, I mean, I'm going to call it a gym because we spent most of our time like on a basketball court mm-hmm. and she was at the very front, almost like right when you walked in the door, she was right there. And then behind her was like just these group of people I wanted nothing to do with. <laughs> And I don't know what happened from grandma to like the group. I think that I saw your dad and I was immediately like, okay, now I'll just go to like, that's my first safe spot. Yeah. And it's like, connect the dots to get to the back of the room, you know, jumping from one safe space to the next. And your dad's always been awesome with, like, let's just shoot the shit. He can immediately talk about anything. anything he is yeah. prepared, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that he introduced me to a couple people. Um, one of his other brothers that wasn't Keith that was there. Kenneth. Maybe. And everybody... Everybody that I was introduced to was pleasant enough. Mm-hmm. Nobody was, no, to, oh, I need to make this clear. Nobody that I was specifically introduced to was rude or offensive. Mm-hmm. But there were quite a few people that I was not introduced to that were very rude and offensive. So it really did run all the way from, uh, what was the the chef's name? Kendall. Okay. He was very talkative. And very, very nice. Friendly. Yeah. And he gave off no vibes at all of, I feel uncomfortable so I'm just, I am forcing myself to talk to you. Mm-hmm. It felt like one of those genuine, like, nice to meet oh, you. Like, like we're just going to have a conversation. Yeah. 
I felt like that too. Like he was one person that came and talked to us that was completely. But then you told me afterwards that he's not a Mennonite. He was. Okay. You were. (laughs) Do you still want to be called one? No. So why does it apply to you and not to him? I'm just saying, like, he was a Mennonite for way more years than I was. This very clear. Okay. Everyone there, according to you, is a Mennonite. Except Mm. for me. Danny. Okay. Jaden. Okay. Everyone else. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I think everyone else at least grew up. Do your brothers get looked down on for marrying outside of the Mennonite community? Not that I know of. I've never heard anything. But that wasn't a thing ever, was it? Like when you were 18, 19, were were kids dating people outside of... never. Okay. So the overall group, because there's two groups that were at the gathering at the reunion, right? Mm-hmm. There was a hardcore group of Mennonites that wore yes. overalls, right? Yes. The men wore overalls. Overalls that wore, they had to have suspenders. Those are the hardcore. Though Those were the same group. Yeah. They were identifiable based on either overalls or suspenders. Yes. Either was acceptable. Mm-hmm. Then there was the other group that was a little easier going. Yes. Maybe the suspender group would take issue with people marrying outside of... Yes, definitely. Okay, so so when I ask, would these people have issues with your brothers marrying non-Mennonite women... They do. I'm sure they do. I've just never heard them say anything. But also about your brother yeah, specifically. Let's make it very clear. If you are a man, you just have way more leeway. Is that the word? You have way more uh, space to do things that aren't as acceptable. So if I was a Mennonite man and I brought you to meet my parents, they would be fine with it. Not a hundred percent, but they would be like, well, you know, I'm sure he can keep her in line. They wouldn't care about the fact that the woman has short hair, colored hair, tattoos. That would be a problem. I'm just saying it's not as... Like, unforgivable for some reason. I think it's looked at differently. It's it's a gender thing. Like, if you're a man, you just... You get away with more. If you're me, you're just terrible. You say that there were two groups, but there was, like, a third group, which would have been me and you. 
walking See, in there so with you're, like <laughs> so you're still not putting Danny and Jaden into that group with us no because we don't even look like normal just non <laughs> I mean I'm walking in there with like purple hair you know short purple hair that's like shocking Jaden and Danny have just normal hair and normal clothes. You call them basic. I'm not saying. Stop it! They're gonna listen to this. Not saying they're basic. I'm not saying anything mean. I'm just saying there's no like way out there. And you with your hair and me with my hair is just way out there for those people. It's like a step beyond. Why is it always about the hair? Because there's a lot in the Bible about hair. The reason that I thought that it was relevant was that of the people I hadn't previously met, because I had met your brothers, I'd met your your dad. Mm-hmm. The person that was the most outgoing and the nicest was Kendall, who mm-hmm. was not a Mennonite. Mm-hmm. That was the point I was getting at. Yes, he used to be. Yes. But you said that he left it a while ago, right? Not not two years ago. Uh, no, only a few. It's not been more than... It's under five years. Okay. Well, good for him. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he actually, now that I've met all these people, I'm way more self-conscious about saying like negative (laughs) things about them. (laughs) He was the only person that I had a conversation with that I hadn't previously met that talked about something other than work. Yeah. Or how hot it was. Yeah. He sounded like he's had some experiences and he's seen some things and done some things that he maybe doesn't get a lot of opportunity to talk about either, which is a good idea. If you listen, we should do a podcast with Kendall. Yeah. Yeah. If he's it listening. is a good idea. Because I always need people to talk to. Mm-hmm. I could make a whole thing out of this one by one every minute. <laughs> just, just ask them. Ask them about all. their life. Who else? Was nice. Other than my family. I feel like your parents, your dad and your mom, needed a specific shout out. Right. I mean, Danny hung out with us a lot, you know, and talked to us. Um, yeah, I mean, your brothers. Josie. These people, I guess, I would hope that they would know that I appreciate them and that they've always been cool. Mm-hmm. I can't remember some of these people's names and I can't truly remember 
like what they looked like to describe them to you either. Everyone that approached me and introduced themselves to me, even if it was just, hey, I'm, you know, John. Mm-hmm. You know, nice to meet you. That, like, that's the perfect interaction with somebody like this that I'm most likely never going to see again. Right. If I did see again, I wouldn't specifically remember you mm-hmm. from last time. So, like, hey, what's up? And move on. Mm-hmm. Don't force some stupid conversation. Don't let it get weird. But also, hey, like, what's up? It, right. It's cool that you're here. I'm going to say hi to you. Yeah. I feel like not counting people I didn't previously know, I got f- five of those. There were people that I wouldn't count in that, that if I was talking to your dad and someone was next to your dad, he would be like, this is this guy, and I would shake that guy's hand. Mm-hmm. There were probably five people that came up to me that I had never seen before and didn't know that introduced themselves. Yeah. So to those five people... That was a positive experience. You seem like you're not a total piece of shit. You have something like good going on. Right. If you were going to say that there was 75 people there. (laughs) It's a low percentage. I would say that. Subtract 10 from that as people I already knew. So you're down to the five that walked up to me would make it 70. 10 I already knew would make it 60. 55 of them did absolutely nothing. Yeah. They didn't say hi. They didn't give me shitty looks. I just wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And I'll also give all 55 of those people a shout out for a totally positive experience. (laughs) Because to me, hey, what's up? from a, a person I don't know in that situation is them going out of their way to kind of be like, I got no problem with you. Yeah. So I'll put that like one little step above the 55 that were just like, whatever. Like, I don't care that you're here. I also know that you don't care that we're here. We're just going to act like each other doesn't exist. I think that's great because I don't really want to know you anyway. And if I don't want to know you, I'm not going to get offended that you don't want to know me. I could have gone around the room and like introduced myself specifically to every single person. Why would I want to do that? You know, you have a different feeling about this. A hundred percent. Okay, so tell me... Now, remember, there's still five left out of the 75 that we haven't got to yet. Well, let's talk about them first. No, I want to hear your opinion on the majority. Well, I think it feels different for me because I grew up with these people. I've known these people my entire life. And for them to not even come talk to me... Well, that's 
So now you're talking about you. Yeah. I wasn't talking about us. I specifically meant me. I just would have thought if they came and talked to me, though, they would talk to you. But they didn't come talk to you. Right. Which, for this entire conversation, I think the single most fucked up thing that happened to anybody was people that you've known forever not talking to you. Yeah. Someone that doesn't like me that's going to be shitty to me is less offensive than someone that you've known forever. Yeah. Ignoring you. So maybe I'll give those people a little bit of positive thought specifically only applying to their interaction with me. But if you were to ask me, how would I rate them on the way they treated you? I would say it was super fucked up. I didn't feel very good that day. So like a part of me felt like it was on me a little bit that I didn't go and talk to more people. Because I could have been the one to go talk to them. But because I just sat there because I wasn't feeling super good, why didn't they come talk to me? There was like a handful of them that did, which I very much appreciated. But, like, Bernice is always super nice, and I think she introduced herself to you because you were standing there. And her and I were having a conversation. <laughs> um, and then two of my mom's cousins who were there cooking came and talked to me. And said, like, hi, and it's nice to see you, you know, and you haven't seen me in a long time and whatever. But then I have two aunts who just completely ignored me. So that was cool. Well, those, that was really offensive to me. Those two aunts were the two that were conspiring. Mm-hmm. And those were the two responsible for telling me that I wasn't invited. Yep. So I got nothing good to say about those two. Yeah, me neither. I used to like them. I would give them a zero out of ten. <laughs> like, what a horrible way to be. Mm-hmm. If I was having a party, actually, this shit happens all the time. There are certain friends of mine that don't really like each other. But if we're having a get-together, they all get invited. Yeah. If they're going to have issues with each other... They're also all adults and they just say what's up and how you been and then they don't talk anymore. Not like they sit on opposite sides of the room and like stare each other down, but they like, hey, what's up? And then we'll let it be. I would never think this dude's coming, so I better not invite this dude. But I would also never, ever specifically say to anybody, like, you're not invited to this other person's party. Yeah. If I was throwing a party, I can think of a few people I'd be like, no, you're not 
you're not coming to mm-hmm. my party. No fucking way. But if it's someone else's, I... You have no say in it. Yeah, plus the whole part of where it comes from. Not even like, oh, you've got the audacity to uninvite someone that someone else invited. But your reasoning for doing it, like, dumps you, like, way down on the shit list. Yeah. Like, there is no redemption for you. This is the defining moment that will send you to hell. You just did it. Mm -hmm. If anybody, if God comes to you on someone's day of reckoning and is like, I'm stuck on this one. Maybe they should go. Maybe they shouldn't. How do you feel about it? You were someone that was wronged by them. I'd be like, oh, they're going to hell. Right. No, I'm not letting that happen. I I think that makes it harder for me because I know that they think that they're good people. They think that they're godly and all these things, but then they act that way and it's like a complete contradiction of who they say or try to portray to the world that they are. There's this whole thing about... You can't be both things. Like, don't pass judgment. Right? Like, yeah. God will pass judgment. But mm-hmm. then the people that say this pass their judgment on you. Mm-hmm. But I bet if they were to hear me say I would send them to hell, they'd be like, oh, well, you can't pass judgment. Right. And it's like, I'm only doing it because you did it. <laughs> you know, you, you started this whole, <laughs> this whole thing. You could have just let me come to the party. And you wouldn't be going to hell. But now you're out of luck. Well, you know, Lorinda, the one that texted me things, the last time they visited out here, I just want to say this to everybody publicly. (laughs) Because this was the most, this was supposed to be a truly mean thing that she was saying about me that I just turned around and took as a compliment. But... Jade overheard her on the phone after we had hung out. We had dinner at my parents' house. They were there, and I went because I hadn't seen them for a couple years. Heard her on the phone telling someone that if she saw Joni in a dark alley (laughs) or like in an alley after dark, she would be scared of her because of the way that I look. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. She thinks that I look like a badass and I could beat her up. But I think she thinks she probably meant it in like she looks demonic or something horrible like that. But she said that, which was at the time I was like, whatever, I expected it. But then she's the one who also texts me and uninvites us. And lays out all of my sins and how I am sinning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you... I wasn't invited because of 
my sins. Because you're living in adultery. But you were invited, even though you share the same sins. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Because you were family, you still got to go. Mm-hmm. It's too much to keep track of. Whatever, it's annoying. Ooh, you did meet one fan. I was going <laughs> to save her for last. Because Okay, fine. Just wait. So what was her name? Hannah Montana? <laughs> no, it yeah. was Montana. Yeah. But there was a girl named Hannah also. Yes. Right? So she gets a positive because she came up and introduced herself to you. Yeah. And she didn't know you, Mm-mm. but she knew you from Instagram. Yes. I had not ever met her. I didn't grow up with her. I really don't know whose kid she is or anything. I don't know anything about her. But she followed you and knew you by, like, she recognized you. Yeah. Specifically just from Instagram. And then she introduced herself to me and said that she had listened to the podcast Mm -hmm. and then I took that as I listened to the podcast and I was like oh like thanks that's awesome and then she said I listened to like one or two the ones that I did did. (laughs) and I was like oh you know it's like oh I thought I had like a like a moment but I requested to follow her after that on Instagram and she didn't accept it. Oh, so she kind of goes on the positive and the negative (laughs) because I think that again, like the fact that she, she's going to listen to this one. (laughs) Good, good. That she came up to us. And you could tell she was a little nervous. Yeah. And introduced herself and talked and said that she listened to the podcast. Anytime anybody tells me that they listen, my first thought is like, do you want to come on? Do you want to do one? And especially she's younger. Yeah. Than us, like significantly. Yeah. Like to get that younger. Because also like she was part of the super strict Mennonites, right? It's debatable. But she has an Instagram account. So she's wearing leopard shoes. She's a rule breaker. <laughs> she is a rule breaker. I'm unsure of what. What if her mom listens to this? And oh, she, no. And then she's like, I'm sorry, Montana. You have an Instagram account? <laughs> We're not trying to get you in trouble. <laughs> Every time I do these, I tell. I try to start by saying, like, if you're interested in doing an episode, reach out to me. So if there are people that want to, it would get a little boring talking to, like, a 35-year-old white dude that's been a Mennonite his entire life. How many of those people can I talk to? One. One or two. (laughs) But, like, she seemed like she wanted to talk. Mm Mm-hmm. But then when you don't even get, like, say I requested somebody 
and they accepted the request, but didn't follow me back. Like I, I get a little bit like that's messed up. <laughs> you could at least follow me back, but to not even have the request accepted is kind of like a slap in the face. Like, well, you know, she's a female, you're a male. You have to remember this with those Mennonite people on Instagram. Yeah. I don't you think just so. recently had an experience where you were talking to one and she shut you down hardcore. Yeah. Well, they do not interact well with. That's all the more reason to get them talking about. <laughs> Cause like, why, what are you, what are your fears? Yeah. Anyway. Fuck Kevin Headings. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Not only does this dude <laughs> blow up your DMs with inappropriate emojis. Yes. But then when he is in the same room with you, doesn't speak a word to you. Like actually made a point to walk away when I was walking towards him, looked up, saw me and just like pivoted and ran away. Did not run, but a fast walk. Not to mention he called your dad and asked your dad to not allow me to come. Mm-hmm. Did he not want me to show up because he was going to use this time to try to make a move on you. Ew. No. Gross. Or did he not want me to come because he was so embarrassed by his previous actions that he didn't want to have to, like, see me? Imagine calling someone and asking them to not invite someone to a thing. And I could see it. If we're a group of, you know, uh, similarly, similar, similarly <laughs> aged people. And I have like massive problems with one person. Like, hey, can we not invite David mm-hmm. to this? Sorry, dude. <laughs> but this guy is your age. He's a little younger. He's younger. Yeah, he's younger than I. And he probably like four or five years younger. He called your dad to tell your dad to not invite your boyfriend. Okay, I'm not sure exactly what the conversation was. Oh, you lied about it. No, I did not. Someone told me, and it wasn't my dad. So okay, just to clarify, but someone told me. That he called my dad mm-hmm. about the situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the conversation was. It wasn't positive. But maybe he didn't just straight out say, like, don't let them so be I there just or something. said, fuck this guy for all these people to hear. Well, he needs Part, to be. <laughs> partly based on the fact that he tried to get me uninvited. And now you're telling me maybe he didn't actually try well, I'm pretty you. sure that's what it was I'm just saying I don't want them to listen to this and be like that's not exactly what happened but still 
Still, you have all, every right to say that about him. All he was that an he asshole. Did the whole time was giving me the stink eye mm-hmm. every time I looked up. So fuck that guy. And then he took a position of leadership and like talked before the meal and like thanked people for being there and acted like he was some big hotshot guy. Mm. You know. There was one specific child. And I hate to do this to a child. child. (laughs) This kid must have been single digit age. Yeah. But what a piece of shit this kid was. I don't, I don't know his name. I don't either. I don't know whose kid it was. I think I I may know that. I don't even know if I could describe him to someone anymore. But this kid was always less than 15 feet away from me (laughs) at all times. And he just stood there and stared at me and not in like a, Oh, this is interesting. Like I'm amazed. I've never seen this before, but like a fuck you look (laughs) from a kid that probably doesn't even know that word. No, I'm sure he doesn't yet. He knows how to emote it. Off of his face for six hours, constantly. Like I would be talking to you or Jade and having a good time. And then in like the fuzzy vision behind Jade's head, his face would come into focus. (laughs) And he would be giving me like this evil fucking like death stare. I saw it. You're not making this up. He's not. I saw it. I would be like eating a piece of cake. And I'd be like, oh, this cake is... And then fucking kid face. (laughs) Like, staring at me. There were plenty of kids that you could tell just had no experience with tattoos. Outside people. Or, (laughs) I mean, you, you do question how much exposure these kids get to the normal outside world. Right. But on top of that, especially being in... Nashville, Arkansas, Mm -hmm. like one of the tiniest, weirdest towns I've been to that there would be there's probably only there's probably no one that they would come into contact with there because it's such a country town as well. It is that you do wonder, have they ever even seen because these kids also, these are the kids that don't watch TV. No. They don't watch movies. They don't read the news. But they read the newspaper. Some of them do, yeah. Like, it's very possible they've never seen a person with a tattoo. It is. Or they've yeah. never seen a man with long hair. Mm-hmm. They've never seen stretched ears. So Definitely not seen that. It's like the kids that would run by and, like, do the normal kid thing. Well, that's totally cool. It was, this kid was not happy. And it makes you wonder, like, who's this kid's parent? And, like, what are they telling them to put this kind of, like, this kid was angry mm-hmm. at me, specifically. Mm-hmm. And he spent his whole day making sure that I knew mm-hmm. that he had a problem with me being there. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> He was probably like, what, eight, seven? Yeah. 
Yeah. Somewhere around there. This kid was like Anakin Skywalker. Amount of rage. <laughs> yeah. Let's wrap up the reunion part of it. And if there's anything else you want to talk about, we can do that. Okay. The last person that needs some recognition would be Leonard. And this is the guy that kind of started the whole process of getting Charles invited from how we kind of understand it. Yeah. I didn't notice. I, if no one had told me, Hey, that's the guy like that's, you know, Charles's little secret soldier or whatever. (laughs) I wouldn't have known that this guy had a problem with me. I think that maybe it was Danny or someone else had been like, he's like, he's staring at you. Mm -hmm. He's paying a lot of attention to you. I didn't notice. I did. Okay. You did. Mm -hmm. So maybe you had said something about it too, but I've also, unless someone's making it, painfully obvious like that kid Mm -hmm. I'm so used to people staring at me or whatever looking at me that like I don't notice it but more than one person told me like this dude is like staring at you yeah but he did absolutely nothing said absolutely nothing well, he just gave you the stank eye. But it sounded like he was the one pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. I'll just give him a five out of ten. You're giving him a five? Yeah. He didn't do anything. A, you give him a two. He's a behind-the-scenes doer. But like I said, not confrontational in person, which is what these people do they were shitty and caused all this crap but then we're there in person and they just ignore they don't come up to you and say hey why are you here i told you you're not invited they just and that's what i wanted keep so their distance bad. i wanted someone to do that i also wanted charles to show up and just which by the way he did not yeah he did not I know this is going to be really anticlimactic for people that have been like, oh my God, what happened? Like, I need the drama. I need to know. Nothing happened. It's not fair to say nothing happened. He didn't show up. He wasn't there. He didn't attend. No, we didn't see him. Nope. But he did tell his children that he was coming. And his children were expecting to see him there. And he didn't at any point tell them that he wasn't coming. He just didn't show up. Yeah. And 
apparently he had planned some sort of event that he was going to participate in. Which he told his children about. And, I mean, to plan to do something like that, you would also have to have told multiple other people that you're doing it. Not to mention trying to worm your way into getting invited and getting someone else uninvited to bitch out and not even show up. It's a real masculine move. It is the most disappointing thing that he could have done. (laughs) Not for me. No, no, like for himself. Oh. Like, I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to invite myself. I'm going to cause these problems. I'm going to create drama. And then not follow through. Like, I'm going to go to this. Because the rest of my family is there. Is... Like, I'm the alpha male in this situation. I'm the stronger. I'm the dominant. Meet me in the parking lot after school at 4 (laughs) o'clock. Like, he is setting this up. And then he doesn't show up. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know... If there is a different outcome to that that could be worse for your ego, your self-image, your self-worth. Because he was kind of on a roll of, I'm going to get invited. I'm going to show up. I'm going to assert myself. I'm going to show my kids. I'm, I'm going to show all these other women mm-hmm. that like I'm the man in this family. Mm-hmm. And then make sure that everyone knows. And then not show up. Yeah. Had he been thinking in his head to himself and not told anyone, maybe I'm going to go. And then he didn't go. Okay, like you just hadn't made a decision. Right. And, you know, your final decision was you thought about it a lot and decided it wasn't the best thing to do. But you can't go to the length that he went to and then be like, oh, never mind, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. It's like bitching out. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, how do you... There have been situations where... One time I was at Village Inn and I was 23, 24 and I was with a group of my, I think I was with Shane and Shane used to wear like full makeup and stuff. Mm -hmm. And this dude walked by and made some shitty comment and this dude was twice my size and maybe like twice my age. He looked like a 
40 year old dude that's done construction his whole life. Yeah. Right. Like not like he's 250 pounds of pure muscle, but he has that like tough, hard labor appearance to him. Right. And I talked shit back to him and like he came over to the table and we started like bickering at the table (laughs) and he was like, let's go across the street and settle it. So like he wanted me to go outside and fight him. (laughs) This guy would have destroyed me, (laughs) but I was like, okay. Like I talked all this shit. Right. Like, I guess I'm going to go get beat up. Yeah. Because I can't sit down and be like, sorry. Right. Like I, I already committed to, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to have to go get beat up now. (laughs) That's a better situation than in front of the entire, you know, everyone eating at village Inn is going to see me be like, Oh, I'll sit back down. Sorry. (laughs) I was like, okay. And we were walking outside and he was like, never mind, and went and sat back down. <laughs> so, like, thank God. Right, or you would have been. That, and in that situation. A pile of mush. I guess because I know he would have, like, broken me. I didn't look at him and think, like, I wasn't going to be like, oh, so now you're the bitch. You're going to go sit down. It was like, okay. <laughs> like, I'll take it. Like, you, you were leading us out. Yeah. He was walking in front and he changed his mind and went and sat down. He probably was like, I'm not going to go to jail for this. Is this really <laughs> worth it? Which yeah. is the right thing to do in that situation. But there was no, there was not most likely going to be any sort of confrontation at this thing. That's what I was talking about in the last episode of like what could happen. Right what may happen but it was very possible he could have just been there and sat with people that he knew and had a conversation and ate some food and that would have been it Mm -hmm. but he couldn't even do that unacceptable it was an unacceptable move you know he talks a lot about masculinity Do you think that move falls under the masculinity bracket? No. It's not masculine to do that? It's No, it's the least masculine thing he could have done. It was just to not show up. Yeah. But thank God. I was very glad he didn't. All the people that he tapped to make this happen had to have been the day of when he wasn't there. Like, what the fuck? Where is he? We, I kind of did this as a favor to you and you bailed on it. I could have not caused any of this drama or upset my sisters or done nothing, but whatever. Yeah. I hate that I have nothing to report. But what can I do? Nothing If you're happened. annoyed that nothing happened, take that annoyance out on him. Yeah. 
you wanted to talk about the school. Yes. And this was the school that you went to until... Sixth grade. It was bigger than I expected it to be. Three rooms. Three three rooms. And they said they have a total of 25 kids mm-hmm. that go there. It was way more when I went. You said it was like 50 when you 50 went. 50 to 75, I would have said, back then. Well, back then really was only 25 years ago. 20, 20 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. So in 20 years, they have lost two-thirds of their population. Yes. If we're talking about a normal amount of parents having a normal amount of kids, they were providing 75 kids to this school 20 years ago. They're only providing 25 kids to this school today. Mm-hmm. Because people are just leaving this shit over and over and over. Yes. It's not growing. Mm-mm. It's, Dwindling. I mean, that's like 66% less kids in 20 years. Well, their church like split up too. And the one stayed and the other one decided they want to be different and more. What was the reason for that split? I have no idea. I don't know if it was about like church rules or if it was about something. Each one of these little Mennonite. Maybe it was about the sleeping preacher thing. Each one of these little divisions has their own specific set of beliefs. Mm-hmm. And then if one dude gets it in his mind that this one thing should be different, he'll gather up a couple other people and they'll split off and go make their own. Yeah, sometimes. And we're talking about this is a church of like a couple hundred people. Yeah. Imagine running like Catholicism where you have like a couple million people all and you're trying to get them all to believe the same thing, but you can't even get a hundred people in one town in Arkansas to agree on shit, (laughs) but you want everyone, every Catholic across the world to, you know, follow the Pope. Yeah. believe the shit that comes out of Rome or the Vatican. Mm-hmm. And everybody's got to follow this. You can't even get a hundred people in the same 10 square mile area to agree with each other. Yeah. That's why it's dying. I think people are getting smarter. What was it like to go back to that church and back to that school and walk around in it? Did it feel 
cool or did it feel kind of like, oh my God, like this was my life. Can I say both? Yeah. You can say whatever you want. It felt, there was like a lot of nostalgia and weird memories, some good memories. But I think all of it was like this shocking, it felt shocking in a way. Like reminder, I don't know if reminder is the right word. That I have changed so much from the person I was as a little girl to now. And I feel, I kept thinking, like, if that, as a little girl, I could see myself now, I would have just been like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I think I would have been really excited that I didn't stay in that. Why are you smiling? I thought you had more to say. And I was just letting you continue. I just think that that's a cool thought. Like if little me saw little me now, he'd probably be like, what a piece of shit. Really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> like, what are you doing with your life? Like, there's so many things you could have done. And this is what you're doing. You are doing just fine. This is not a podcast for you to talk down about yourself. That's what they're all for. No. Like, why don't you have a better job? Why aren't you, you have a making great job. money? Why aren't you owning a home? Why aren't you an actual adult contributing? It's like, you well, contribute to me? Are you talking about contributing to the world, to the greater good, to world peace? No, but contributing to, like, your own life, your own happiness. The happiness that I experience is in spite of myself. Like, I force it on you? No, is you, that what no, you, you provide it. <laughs> okay. It's, it's cool to think that if little you saw you now, you'd think that you now was super cool. I would, definitely. I don't think that you could say a better thing about yourself than that. Well, I wasn't thinking about it like that, but just remembering, like, seeing that church. And I thought it was so big when I was little. And I now saw it and... It's not very big, and it's really plain and ugly, and I never noticed. Well, you've when been I was little. You've been to Europe now, right? And yeah. You've seen those. I've seen actual churches. <laughs> I mean, those are <laughs> what extravagant. they should look those like. Those are so overdone. Like you don't, if you truly believe, like you don't need a church that big, that fancy. 
you don't really even need a church in the first place, do True. you? So that doesn't really matter, but I get what you're saying about the way you remember it yeah. not lining up to the way that it actually is. Mm-hmm. I feel that all the time about stuff that I try to go back to. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is very small and very ratty. This isn't what I had like stored away in my head at all. Yeah. Remembering like at the church specifically, I don't have like good memories from the church at all. Like the sermons I remember were all like these horrible, fearful sermons, you know, that scared the shit out of little kids. Like, we're definitely going to burn in hell forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And then I remember, like, funerals there, you know, and walking past so many dead people laying in caskets in that church. Like, a lot of that. It always seemed like it was a tense thing. And even as, like, when I was a little, little kid, you know, my parents didn't want me to sit with them because... I was a bad kid, fidgeted and was loud and stuff. And I don't, I just don't really have any like positive memories, I guess, from church. Hard wooden benches, you know, two hours. You just had to sit there. It was awful. (laughs) But then like the school was a totally different experience from church because I think as a kid, there was like the church, the two-hour thing on church Sundays, and then the rest of my life didn't feel like it was like centered around God, if that makes sense. Your schooling wasn't? I mean, the curriculum was, I guess, like Christian-based curriculum and stuff, but... And we learned Bible verses, and we did shit like that. But I think in my head, it wasn't, like, this super religious thing, which would deeply disappoint them if they heard me saying this, because their goal is for it to always be, like, about God. And I think to me it just wasn't. But I think it was me more than the other people. That one dude that was in there that was talking to Danny and he was asking her all these questions about her experience being a teacher. Yeah. Which if you want to know more about that, you can go listen to the episode I did with Danny. Where she talks about it Being in depth. School teacher, yeah. But every question that he asked, you could tell was he was wording it in a way that he was leading her to give him the answer he wanted. Where he was asking her about the amount of kids in schools you know, actual schools and Mm -hmm. the amount of kids per classroom. Could she give them the attention she needed? And 
I kind of ended up walking away because it was annoying. But he wasn't asking her out of genuine interest. He was asking her specific questions just so he could feel like that school and the way they do things at that school are the right way to do it. And better. Right. Right. And better, more effective. And most of these kids quit going to school after middle school, right? Not most. All. All. Eighth grade. That's it. Okay. So that little school, it's just up to eighth. There is no grade after eighth. No. And they also do not, after eighth grade, they don't go to the local high school. No. They're done with school after middle school. Yes. And that's the end of it. But he was also trying to make a point that, like, these kids end up smarter because there's fewer kids and the teacher can pay each kid more individualized attention. And it's crazy to me. Like, I'm not an advocate for public schools. I don't think public schools are like the best possible way to teach your kid. And there's tons of serious problems with them. But even if you're at a terrible public school, you're going to leave 12th grade knowing way more than these kids ever knew. And especially when it's like with the dinosaur shit. Like, are you really going to school at all if the school is teaching you that dinosaurs aren't real? Like, why are you even, why even send them through eighth grade? I mean, I guess I get, I don't, what's the point of even teaching the math for what they end up doing? I don't, I don't know. You did, or I won't say, I don't mean you as in you. I'll just say I. I got the feeling that a lot of these people had this righteous, the way we do things is better than the way everyone else does things type mentality. Yes. 100%. I didn't, I didn't get, and probably cause it didn't come up. I didn't get any sort of religious. I'm holier than you type vibe from anybody. I actually didn't get any religious type vibe at all. Anywhere. The fact that we went into the church and your hymns were in German was like, well, this, this isn't even church to me. This is like something else. Because at, at what point would I ever have gone to church as a kid and sung in like a different language? It, it looked like a church, I guess, but not really. 
not like the churches that I went to mm-hmm. with like the fancy altar and the big like backdrop or massive statues or whatever. Like you're not even allowed to have that stuff, right? No. There's just little wooden pews and like a little wooden box for the preacher, yes. pastor, minister, father. No, they don't use father. What do they use? Bishop? Bishop and or? ministers. Okay. There's a deacon sometimes, I think. I don't really know what the deacon's yeah. duties are, but... Is there an archdiocese? No. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> Sounds like something from Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <It does. laughs> I, I think... Just... Sorry. Can I go? <laughs> I have always been taught and they had said this over and over and over me growing up that our education is just as good as high school education. We just pack everything into eight years and we learn everything that you do that the other kids do that go to high school and finish high school. Our eighth grade education is equivalent to a high school education. And I used to truly believe that until I met you. And now my daughter is going into eighth grade. She talks about things and you talk about things that I have never heard of ever. I wasn't taught them. And the more I've hung out with you, the more I realize that that's just not true. There's like whole chunks missing of things that I should have been taught that I haven't been I mean, I've now been taught by you, but (laughs) not in school where most people learn those things. You have always been very upfront that you also didn't give a shit while you were at school. No. And that you also weren't paying attention or studying or being the best student. Mm -hmm. And so you could hear that and be like, well, of course you feel that way because you weren't paying attention anyway. Right. Maybe they did teach you this stuff and you just weren't paying attention. To me, the part where that falls apart is that like, I hate to do this to you. Oh no. (laughs) But like the earth. Oh God. Rotating. Yes. On its axis. And then the earth rotating around the sun and then the moon rotating around the earth and then other planets having their own moons. You're like, what the fuck? And it's very possible. I'm not stupid. I promise that you were shown that or taught that. And you were just like, Oh, whatever. I don't care. Right. The thing is Jade and I, children in public schools, we weren't taught that one time in fourth grade. We were taught that and it came up over and over and over. It isn't like I was sick on the day that they taught us that dinosaurs were real. Mm -hmm. And so I missed that. And I spent the rest of my life thinking that scientists made them up. 
Like we talked about that shit all the time. Yeah. Every, every year you would learn. Cause there's so much to know about like the universe mm-hmm. and space that you don't just learn about it once and then move on to the next thing. You learn about it all the time ongoing. And so, yeah, maybe you missed, I don't know, the planets have their own moons. But then, you know, six months later when you're talking about that shit again, it would come up again. Where you'd have to build a model of, <laughs> you know, did you ever do any shit like that? No. See, we had to take like styrofoam balls and like put toothpicks in them and label what planets what. And the sizes had to be correct in terms of which planet's the biggest and the smallest. The ratios didn't have to be exact. Yeah. But then at first it was just like name the planets. But then it would be, you know, three years later, like name the moons that orbit Saturn. And that was like, what? And then I remember building a model of like the nine planets Plus all the moons that orbit them and shit like that. That's something I think that public schools do or other schools that we never did. We didn't build things or do science experiments or like the ki- my kids do like projects where they have to like present them yeah, yeah. and talk about them uh-huh. like what is that? <laughs> That's totally normal. Like we never did that. Yeah, I don't doubt it. And I think that there's just no way that you were paying attention that poorly that you missed all the basics of everything. No, I didn't you get can, that bad you, grades. You can tell me anything I want to know about Bible stories. And that's because yeah. that shit is what the time was spent on. Mm-hmm. You just got done telling me that you hated church and you fidgeted and you ran around and you were loud and you got taken outside. I daydreamed a lot. So you weren't exactly picking up on the Bible from being at church, you must have also been getting that shit somewhere else. In school, well, we had like a Bible class. Right. And, and we had to learn Bible verses every week. And you're telling and me that you can recite some of this shit to me, or I can be like, who's Jebediah? And you can <laughs> tell me. <laughs> but I'm like, what's the third planet from the sun? I didn't even know that. <laughs> What? <laughs> you didn't know what? What's the third planet from the sun? Yeah, in terms I have of no idea. <laughs> yeah. It's Earth. It is? Yeah. <laughs> What's the first and second? Mars and Venus, I think. Some shit like that. Interesting. Mercury? Mercury's the closest. Then I don't know. It's been a long fucking time for me too. <laughs> but the reason I said the third is because everybody knows that's us well i know it too mars is the closest one to us after us oh okay 
Is that why people try are trying to go to Mars? Because yeah, it's yeah. like the closest. I think one. it's Mercury. Okay. Venus Earth. I don't know. It's a good question. But the point is, you didn't miss out by chance of fucking around on learning the Bible stuff. But people would say, oh, well, you did somehow coincidentally by fucking around miss out on how dominant and recessive traits work when having children. You don't even know what that means. No, I don't. (laughs) Well, and you know, the last time we did a podcast, I talked a little bit about the education and then somebody messaged me and was like, you know, some of those people that only have that amount of education are some of the smartest people that she knows. And then I don't, I don't doubt that. And it's like, okay. I wasn't trying to say that none of those people are smart. I don't think that I'm dumb, but I am a little dumb when it comes to planets <laughs> or when it comes to like some of those things that you should have learned in school. But those things are also things that really don't fucking matter. True. It will never matter to you. The The earth rotates around the sun. So what, what are you right. going to do about it? It won't affect my it affects nothing. business skills. No, it doesn't or, affect your job. It right. will never matter to anyone ever. The only people that really matters to you are people that are going out into space. Right. Like, it's not controllable. You know, none of that shit really matters. Like you've had two children. You can't control which traits of yours get passed down and which traits of the father's get passed down. Man, it's I all wish you could. totally eventually you can, but it'll probably be very expensive. You mean in the future we uh, will be able to? You could probably do it now if you really had the money to do it. You could create like the perfect child. Mm-hmm. But then there's a bunch Jeez. of ethical shit around that of like just because you can Do doesn't mean you should. should. Right. Yes, it does. <laughs> Cuz like we have cloned like mammals and shit. But people are like, "Whoa, well, you can clone a sheep. That's fine, but you can't clone a human. That's that's immoral." It's like, yeah, "I bet you that we've done it. It just hasn't been something that the guy went out and bragged about because he knows he probably shouldn't have done it. I don't see the problem with it. Yeah. Some people do. That's a whole different podcast topic. topic. You should ask. Someone should ask that (laughs) question. That's a good question. Yeah. Maybe I'll just make a note of it. Um, but like what she's there's, I have no doubt that people are naturally gifted or naturally smart or go take it upon themselves to learn about stuff. Right. I think that with certain stuff like writing, math, definitely like sports, you can have a natural talent Mm -hmm. and that natural talent could take you through like recreational sports your whole life or whatever. Like I'm, 
somewhat naturally talented at stuff at, at this one thing. So I never had to put a lot of effort into it, but I, but I can still do it. Whereas had I put some effort into it and practiced it, I could be exceptional at it. So just because this person got a weird education at a Christian school or a Mennonite school doesn't mean that they're all dumb. But if you have to take, you have to take like your entire graduating class of like what, 30 people. Let's just say it was my, what was gradu- it like four? Two other Two? than me here. So three total people. In Arkansas, there were 10 of us. <laughs> but See, here it was three total people. Maybe that's not enough people. You just take, just take all of them. Take all 200 uh, Mennonites in that community that have gone through eighth grade okay and then take like 200 people from my graduating class okay and just give them all the same test chances are maybe the highest score out of anyone's would be one of the Mennonite people that's very possible like the top single score Mm -hmm. would be the best but your average score, I would almost guarantee, would be higher for the people that went to the public school all the way through mm-hmm. 12th grade. But. Well, there's a big difference between being intelligent and being, like, book smart, I think. like Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like book smart people sometimes get out into the real world and they don't have a fucking clue what they're doing. Right. And book smart people generally aren't the type of people that are going to go work 10 hours out in the sun, putting a roof together. Right. And that person putting that roof together, I would say it, large percentage of the time is probably making more money than the librarian mm-hmm. working at the high school. Yeah. Or, you know, when even like we know teachers with master's degrees that you would say, Oh, that's, you have a master's degree. You're smart. Mm-hmm. You've proven it. You can now make, $35,000 a year. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, no. I have a master's degree. And they're like, well, yeah, it would have been 30 if you didn't have that. So right. we're giving you this extra five. Whereas this eighth grade educated kid is making, you know, a hundred grand a year. Yeah. Doing electrical work or plumbing or roofing. Mm-hmm. Like, so who is who is really the smarter person in that scenario? I would say the kid making more money. Because what is if that's your whole life, is living in this little community, doing 
the same thing every day forever and you're happy with that, it would be a waste of your time to, you know, study the human genome. Like, what's the point of that for you? you can you fix a toilet? I'll pay you $300 to come fix my toilet. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I would argue that's the smarter guy. Because it's all about money, isn't it? <laughs> if you can use your smarts yes. to make money, you're a surgeon. Like, great. You're, you're a crazy mathematician that can figure out how to launch a rocket from Texas and land it on the moon and then get it back to Texas two it's weeks later. Crazy. You're really smart. And you're also making a lot of money because of that. Mm-hmm. But also both. if you know how to do that, but you work at Burger King, that's super dumb. It's a waste. Right. You're not smart at all. Mm-hmm. So, so many different ways that that shit can go and so many different ways it, yeah. to, to qualify it too. I got one last thing that I wanted to bring up. What about you? Yes. One. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You want to go first? Yeah. I think a big thing that I noticed too was how seeing some of those people and even like talking to some of them, it was just so painfully obvious that they're exactly the same that they were when I talked to them 10 years ago, 15 years ago. They're doing the same thing. They look the same way. Almost like no time has passed, except they look slightly older. Whereas when I look at my life, it's like huge change has happened to me. I've like grown as a person, you know? sounds kind of cheesy <laughs> no, it doesn't. but I'm like so different and I've learned so many things and experienced so many new things that I have like a whole new perspective on life and the world and it felt really unnatural that they're unchanging unmoving ungrowing that's not a word sure it is (laughs) like there's there's just nothing it's like the whole world is supposed to evolve like things evolve with time that's their whole and change that's their whole thing though isn't it like Mm -hmm. isn't that on purpose yes they like how it was so Mm -hmm. they want to keep it that way they're supposed to stay the same but it like goes against nature doesn't it i i just felt like this time i'd never noticed it before and it was just like oh my gosh this is like wrong actually i get the idea of i want to keep things the way they were i like how things used to be as a society or the world or the community 
But when you're talking about your individual self, it's kind of like, oh, I doesn't, I don't want it to apply to that. Like this shit that we have now with the phones and the social media, like, I mean, I get that what this, like this podcast is social media related, mm-hmm. but I, I would go back 20 years before I had the phone and the shit. And I used to just hang out in person with people and the world was a lot smaller. Like I would like that, but that wouldn't stop me from exploring new stuff or having different interests. Like even as a kid, it was always like, I'll do this for a year and then I'll do this for a year and I'll be into this for two years. Like try something new, try some different foods, you know, Yeah. travel new places. Right. Like you don't want to just hit eighth grade and then start going to work and then do the same job until you're like 70. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's not, that's crazy. Yeah. The only thing that they seem to do is like get married when they're yeah, it's all teenagers about the or early twenties and have kids. Yeah. And they do tend to like have the same job. Or the same farm or whatever, just year after year after year after year, and nothing is different. And it's, I don't know, it just felt like wrong to me this time. It's like this weird thing. I'm like, this is not even just weird. This is like wrong. (laughs) I think the lack of experiences is, is wrong. And sad, kind of. Yeah. Like I'm not even somebody that's big on like personal growth or I'm not against it, but I'm not actively like searching for ways to grow. Mm-hmm. If I'm being shitty about something, I would like to move away from that and learn to not be shitty about it. Yeah. But I'm not constantly looking for like self betterment. I'm not constantly looking for the next thing, but I can't imagine if I was still like me at 20. Well, you said I wouldn't have liked you. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't. I didn't No, Nobody would. Yeah. I don't know. I think that seeing and doing new shit opens your mind to different ways of living or different ways of doing things. Or just that there is other shit out there. Mm-hmm. That, like that life on your farm if you choose it and it's what you want and it's what makes you happy, I would say there's nothing wrong with that. If you're the person that this life was like made for you and you're totally invested in it, like that's, that's great. 
every every season you know you're harvesting and you're doing the same shit every year and you're looking forward to it i would never say that that's bad but to be doing that because you're unaware mm-hmm. of the other things you could be doing that's super fucking lame mm-hmm. and if you're unaware of those things because your parents or your community or your religion is keeping them from you and hiding them from you. Like they know it's out there, but they're making sure you don't find out about it. That's fucked up. Right. And that kind of goes into the last thing I had to say was that like when we were all sitting there and I was talking to your kids and we're looking at, the other kids. I was like, this was so close to being your life. And they looked terrified. <laughs> I was like, you could be that kid. And I was like, that kid has never watched a TV show. That kid has never listened to a song mm-hmm. with, well, with musical instruments in it. Right. I wouldn't count a one person or three people singing a hymn as music. I mean, it is, but it's not yeah. what we would consider music. Like they've never heard music, never watched a movie. Like they don't even watch fucking like Sesame Street. No. As little kids, it's like, can you imagine? Everything you've experienced in the last five years, just being gone and you're playing with blocks or ping pong. And that's Mm -hmm. the extent of your experience in life. And like, they were like, no, no. And I told them like, you have what you have now because of what you did for them. Yeah. And your life that you have, you never would have, I mean, you left the hardcore Mennonite suspender group. And went to the somewhat more lenient Mennonite group. Yes. But it was also possible that that could have never happened. Mm-hmm. And even if you were still with the somewhat more lenient, there's still things that you were doing that you weren't supposed to be doing. For sure. And I mean, that was your decision and your effort that gave all that to them. Yeah. I like they, you know, I think I said something like, do you think that you could go back and knowing what you know now, could you even do that? Could you do what these kids are doing and live this life for the next month? And they were like, I don't know. Like I couldn't. And it wasn't like, 
I have to play video games. I can't live without video games. Yeah. It was like the experiences that they've had in the last couple of years would just stop. They mm-hmm. wouldn't do anything new. No. You would have never done anything new. You tried to go to Paris and do something new and it was ruined for you. Yes. I think intentionally to make me not want to try new things. (laughs) Well, you need to make sure that you always give yourself credit for doing that. But you also need to, if you ever feel like down, I don't think you ever do. But don't forget that you also did it for them. Because, yeah, you were struggling and you weren't happy. And that's only affecting you. But could you also imagine if you stunted them the same way? Because you never did anything about it? Mm-hmm. I, I, that was a part of my decision was them and knowing that it wasn't the best life for them. I had the thought while sitting at the reunion, just kind of a passing thought, like looking over the crowd of people, like so many of them, they just have no idea like how much is out there how much more there is to life. Imagine like the shit that maybe one of them would be like excellent at. Mm hmm. I've thought about that. It's or like deeply sad. <laughs> things that might be like their calling or their lifelong hobby. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that they'll never find it. It's they'll never even know that it exists. They right. don't even know that it's out there. Well, I mean, kind of like makeup for me. If I would have stayed there, there would have been no, no makeup for me. I wouldn't have known how much I enjoy it it would have not even been a thing do you have any closing words uh yeah I just want to say thank you to you (laughs) for what for going to this reunion for me and facing all of these people and I got to be honest with you. I was like, I felt like I should go. And I thought that like, maybe like, it'll be fun. But once the drama with Charles happened, I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm really into this now. So you could also thank him. No, not going to thank him. Cause that's what really sold it for me. was when it <laughs> became like gossipy. And like dramatic where it was like, oh, now you just live for that drama, don't you? 
in a situation like this, had all that not happened and I didn't have like something, I don't know, interesting to look forward to. Mm -hmm. I think I would have just been like, Oh God, like I have to make it through this. I'm not looking forward to it. I actually ended up having a really good time, but I think it's because I went into it with that attitude of like, what's going to happen? <laughs> what's going to happen? Yeah. I, I just don't think that most people would have been willing to, to go face that with me. So I appreciate it. I think I said this before, but even like not being religious doesn't make me dislike religious people. And I mean, some of them for their own reasons, but not just as a whole. Right. But I like how much dedication it takes to live that way. And I think, I think it's only lame when you pretend to live that way while not actually living that way. Right. That's when it kind of falls apart because that's what most Christians are doing. Most normal Christians are, Oh yeah, I believe in the Bible and then they're doing shit that they totally should not be doing. Right. So to go to the hardcore level of like, you know, Hasidic Jews or Amish and then drive a car or eat pork. it's like, well, why not just be a Christian? That's why I left. Cause I was not being, I was only pretending to be a Mennonite. Well, and then at that point you might as well, because I wasn't being what, what claim do you actually have to it? Yeah. If there was some ruling body, which I guess there kind of is, they would just kick you out, mm -hmm. which they kind of did. All right. Yeah. So I guess it's all working as intended. But I guess. I had a good time, and I'm glad that I went. And at this point, I mean, I would go again. <laughs> Can't wait for the next one. Hopefully it won't be in Arkansas in July. July. <laughs>